Boy, oh boy, do we have a show for you today. We have news of what the Chicago Bears offer the Seahawks for Russell Wilson. We're going to get into the big free agency spenders. And Bill Belichick, is he trying to seek revenge on Tom Brady? We doing big pimping on spending cheese. Check it out now. Big pimping and free agency. Belichick seeking revenge on Tom Brady. Just face it. You're not going to take down the GOAT. Welcome to another episode of Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. Man, I'm excited about today's episode. We got a lot of cool stuff that we are going to get into. But first, if you're a new listener, be sure to check out the website at feelyheatentertainment.com. That's feelyheatent.com. It's F-T-H-E. We only get the podcast up there, sport articles. We got a great merch store. It's your way to support the show. So check that out. Also, check out the social media networks at Feely Heat ENT across Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And if you subscribe to the website, you'll be able to get a lot of cool stuff, some promo codes, you know, some discounts across the you know merch store. We're also going to be giving away a free digital magazine starting in April, so be on the lookout for that. All you need is an email. You'll get the monthly newsletter, what's going on, what we're planning. So it's a great way to keep in touch and be informed about what's going on on Sports Talk from the Crib. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's just hop right into this New England Patriots spending spree. They have committed over $100 million in guaranteed money so far. They've signed some very key players on both offense and defensive side of the ball. And two noteworthy players, this is going to reminisce about the old Patriots. They have signed Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith, two tight ends. The biggest two tight end names in free agency. Hunter Henry got a three-year, $37.5 million. Johnny Smith got a four-year, $50 million. And we know what Bill Belichick is thinking. He started it when he became the Patriot coach. He had Daniel Graham, Ben Watson. And then it became Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez. The two tight end set in New England is the staple for Bill Belichick. He loves that. He got the best two out on the market. They also added wide receiver Nelson Aguilar and, and uh, Kendrick Bourne from the Niners. So, and Aguilar, known for his drops, had a career year actually for the Raiders. So, we'll see what happens on that side of the ball. They got to get Cam Newton's weapons. They re-signed him to a one-year, fourteen million dollar deal. So they're seeing it. Cam Newton, this is going to fit better for him to have those two tight end sets and get the completions. Inside the hash marks, he's been struggling on the outside of it. So this doing for Cam Newton is a great, some great weapons there. Uh, Matthew Judon, the big time offensive linebacker from the Ravens. Davin Goshaw, defensive tackle from Miami. They signed Jalen Mills. They re-signed Justin Bethel. They, they have some. They we got uh, Dietrich Wise. They re-signed him to a four-year, thirty million. So they're keeping some of their own, but also letting some of them go, especially on the offensive side of the ball. They've lost their top guard, Joe Tooney. Word is they're going to lose David Andrews, but they're bringing back Ted Karras. Like, the New England Patriots, I think when it comes to offensive linemen, they just want them to be really, really cheap and spend elsewhere. 
Bill Belichick's like, I can get any offensive line from the draft or undrafted and plug him into my system and it works. And to an extent, he's pretty damn right. They even offered, uh, they got back actually left tackle Trent Brown from the Raiders who they let go in free and see a couple years ago for the, this year. So they're bringing some of their old guys back to fill in those holes on offense. And this leads to the question is Bill Belichick seeking revenge on Tom Brady. We saw what happened this past year. Tom Brady went out to the Buccaneers, left the Patriot organization, said, you weren't giving me anybody. You always wanted to depend on me. I want to go have some fun in Tampa where the weather is nice. The sun is always shining. And I don't have to worry about the cold. And he's out here having a blast. Out here getting drunk out in the boats in the water, drinking some tequila, enjoying the sunshine. As well as that new hardware on his hand for his sixth Super Bowl ring in his very first year. And they're bringing the band back. So with these moves here, is Bill Belichick's secret advantage? I think he's trying to because he saw that success. He wants to get back to the blueprint of what made it so successful. But the thing is, Bill, you have Cam Newton as your quarterback who's declined over the last years. And you're not... Having the GOAT, the G-O-A-T, greatest of all time, Tom Brady, to back you up. You may get those pieces. It may look good on paper, but you don't got the GOAT anymore. Well, this is just a little way for Bill Belichick to try to seek his revenge on Tom Brady. He wants to get it. He wants to get him back. And will it happen? Who will have a better year this year now with all these moves? There's still a lot of work for New England to do in the draft. Still figure out some other key pieces on both sides of the ball. Meanwhile, in Tampa, Tom Brady worked on an extension, freed up almost $20 million in cap room. So they got to re-sign Shaq Barrett, Chris Godwin. They brought Grunk back. They're bringing everybody back. Levante David. Everybody is starting to work for cheaper because they know they have that number 12 as their quarterback. They're going to get their Super Bowl ring. They know they have a shot. It's like guaranteed playoffs, guaranteed the championship game. Almost, you could almost say it's guaranteed Super Bowl. Again, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. So Bill Belichick, will he get his wish? Will he get his revenge on Tom Brady this upcoming year? Time's going to tell. But I tell you what. He's putting together a plan to try to make it happen. But I am taking the GOAT. I'm not ever going against him ever again. I haven't passed. I even went I even went against him this past year. I'm never going to go against Tom Brady ever again, no matter what happens. Even if they could start off the season 0-6, which is not going to happen. I'm just putting that out there. 0-6, and I would still believe they're making the playoffs. And when they get in, I really think they are going to probably win it all. That's just going to be how I think. It's going to be how everybody thinks. Like, I don't care how they start off, but Bill Belichick, you got to prove it now. He is setting up plan up to prove to the NFL and Tom Brady that my master plan, I was waiting for year two to come out the gate swinging $100 million in guaranteed money thrown out there. 
rebuilding my team. We're going to be contenders in the AFC East and the AFC coming this year. We'll see, Bill. I don't see it happening. I see Bill's team staying right there at the top. I see the Dolphins improving a little bit. There will be a tough out in the Jets. I really like the Jets. It'll be interesting to see how the Sam Darnold thing unfolds. If he actually does get traded, we'll get into that, that in a little bit. But I see this as a plan he has in place. We'll see how it works. Time will tell. So let's hop into some of those big spending teams for these players. How about this one? This one, I expected him to get big money. But not this long-term and this millions that he just got. Left tackle Trent Williams re-signed with the San Francisco 49ers on a six-year, $138.06 million contract. That is a record contract given out to offensive tackle. $55.1 million guarantee. $30.1 million signing bonus. And just wow. I know there's been a, a lot of, oh, oh, I don't say overpaid, but this one may be a little bit overpaid when you look down at it. But the offensive linemen are getting paid in free agency this year. They are getting their money. And Trent Williams is the latest, $138 million. You know, he's 33 years old when the league's, when the new year starts now. From a guy who... He's a fabulous left tackle, don't get me wrong. But he hasn't played a full 16 games since 2013. He was drafted in that 2010 draft at number four overall. And for him to get this massive contract is a little bit crazy to me. I imagine it's a lot of it, a lot of it's front-loaded. It has to be. Maybe he gets the majority of this money. In the first three years of the contract, that's usually how John Lentz and them do business. So I imagine that's how this contract is set up because it's going to run till he's 39 years old. So they got him in a trade last year during draft day when they tr- trade a fifth round pick and then a third round pick from this year's upcoming draft. And although he was shot out there a lot, big time left tackle. Kansas City was trying to get him. I think a couple other teams were trying to inquire about, but nobody came close to this contract. I think that's why the bidding price went up and he was able to get this deal. And let's face it, the San Francisco 49ers, they love the guy. He's a great person. In 2019, he had this rare form of cancer and he, that's, and he sat out the whole year. And Washington football team, they... We're having a lot of issues with him, saying he didn't want to play and blah, blah, blah. But the, And they never recognized the cancer. He actually went out. I remember, I think it was on top of his head, if I remember correctly. He was just trying to get, a, like, a decent element to go out there and play. And then he got diagnosed with that cancer. And the medical staff is what he had the biggest issues with. So he finally got out of there. Now, that whole regime with Washington was gone because Ron Rivera took over after that. They got a new GM and everybody else came in after that regime. But is this crazy to think that this man just had cancer two years ago. Now he's the highest paid offensive tackle. Congrats to him. This is one of the big, you know, money spending moves here. I didn't expect him to get this big of a contract, but he did. This is a great story. One of the best left tackles of the entire decade. 
and we'll see if he outlasts the contract. But it's a big move for San Francisco. They may have overpaid a little bit, but when you have a, one of the best left tackles in the entire game, you got to overspend. You got to <laughs> secure him. And you talk about secure, man, he secured that bag. Just like all the other offensive linemen. <laughs> Joe Tooney, he was the one who went to the Chiefs on a five-year $80 million deal. Corey Lindsay left the Green Bay to go to the L.A. Chargers for a five-year $62.5 million. That was a record for the highest-paying center. Like, offensive linemen are getting paid now because of what happened in the Super Bowl. You see what happens when you don't have guys that can block? You get ransacked. You get, your QB your, is running for his life. When your QB is running for his life the entire game, praying... It just sent the message across the whole league like, oh, uh, maybe we should start getting offensive linemen to help protect our quarterbacks. That you want to pay the most. It's the highest paid position in the entire league. And you got to protect them because if they get hurt, your entire team is screwed. There's no coming back from it. The only team that benefited I've ever seen was when Carson Wentz went down and Nick Foles entered for the Eagles. And they went on to win the Super Bowl. That was the only instance. It may take a couple from, like, I'm talking 20, 30 years ago. You could take it back then. But it just does not happen. When you don't have a line, you're not going to win in the when it counts in the playoffs and the Super Bowl. Now, speaking of the QBs, let's get into the quarterback carousel. You know, we were supposed to get. We've gotten some. We've got a couple trades. We've had some decent backup signings. We haven't had the explosion trades of like a Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson. But let's talk about real quick about that Russell Wilson deal. It has leaked of what the Bears offer the Seahawks. Reportedly, the Chicago Bears offer three first-round picks, a third-round pick, and two unnamed players. That is a leaked information of what the Bears offered, and Seattle said no. It didn't happen. So that is why the Chicago Bears have now assigned Andy Dalton to a one-year $10 million deal. So that's what you get, <laughs> Chicago fans. At least they were trying, I guess. If this leaked information is true, it's from a pretty damn good sources I've seen on the Dan Patrick show and whatnot, so it seems pretty damn legitimate. And now we've three first round picks, third round pick, two players. Seattle said no. No to a trade. They are not inter interested in trading Russell Wilson at this time. Chicago is not up there in the top five picks where they can have a potential replacement for Russell Wilson to begin with. I don't see Seattle pulling that trigger. Just can't see it unless there's an offer from a team in the top five that blows them away. And they say yes. It has to be from a team in the top five so they can get one of these kids coming into this year's draft to replace. Or unless you can... Because it all his trade destinations are up. Dallas got Dak. That was one spot. Chicago now signs Andy Dalton. They try. That's out the window. New Orleans have signed Jameis Winston to a contract and, and Jason uh, Taysom Hill. So that QB... Situation is stalled up in three of his four destinations. That leaves the Las Vegas Raiders. And they said they came out and they're committed to Derek Carr. It seems like all these teams are just like, hey, we're not trading. Dolphins, we're committed to Tua. Uh, Houston designed Tyrod Taylor. So that could be 
a veteran backup, maybe a spot gap, you would think, right? But they're not pulling the trigger under Sean Watson, at least not yet. All these teams are coming out saying they're committed. Atlanta said, hey, we, we're committed to Matt Ryan and Julio Jones for another year. We want that to work. We believe we can turn it around. So you got all these teams saying they're committed, right? San Francisco, are they really committed on Jimmy G? John Lynch said yes. So all these guys, are they're saying the right things. And, of course, rumors are still going to keep speculating and keep coming across. You got a month before the draft. It's going to keep going. But let's take a look at some of these other signings. By the court, by uh, teams. Ryan Fitzpatrick, he signed with the Washington football team. Jacoby Brissett signs with the Miami Dolphins, so he'll back up to a Jameis Winston, like I mentioned, he re-signed with the Saints. Andy Dalton, Chicago, Tyrod Taylor, Houston. Like, what does this mean? <laughs> like, we're not seeing the splash that we wanted, but we're seeing a little bit of it. We're seeing a little bit of splash. I really like that Ryan Fitzpatrick signing for the Washington Football team. It's still so weird saying that. They still are not going to have a new name for this year because they're too damn lazy to come up with one and they're so worried about sales. Like, let's come up with a new name. We don't want to call you the football team, but if we got to call you the football team, oh well. They really, I really like them. Imagine winning a playoff game and your last name's the football team. They almost did it last year. And I actually will go on a limb again and say they're going to win the NFC East again this year. Despite Dak returning to the Dallas Cowboys. Because I love this Ryan Fitzpatrick signing. He's a stopgap guy. He's going to be there for one year. He's going to have some crazy games. About three, four, five games stretch where he looks lights out. He'll struggle for about three or four. But then he's going to get you around that 97-10-6 record. Which could possibly win the division. They were under 500 and still won last year. So why the heck not? And he's a gunslinger. I think that's the main reason why Ron Rivera and the team decided to not re-sign Alex Smith. Came off that horrific injury. It was a great story. Comeback player of the year. But they want a gunslinger. They don't want to just dump it off. The Antonio Gibson come out of the backfield. They got Terry McLaren. who's a great wide receiver. Like This team's defense is special too. Chase Young and the boys. That defense in front. Montez Sweat. Like, my goodness. Like, I really like this team going into the new year. We signed William Jackson in the corner for the Bengals. So they, they're making improvements on the defensive side of the ball, too. And they could pair someone else with their, um, on the opposite side of Terry McLaren. Man, this good team could be something special. I really like Logan Thomas played really well from last year at tight end. So this Washington football team, who's going to win in the NFCs? Who would you rather have at, at your quarterback right now? Would you rather have Daniel Jones and the Giants? Would you rather have Ryan Fitz in Washington? Would you rather have Dak Prescott for Dallas? Or would you rather have Jalen Hurts in Philly? Who would you rather have in their current situation? There's no question who the better quarterback is, for one. Dak Prescott is better, is a better talented quarterback in like when your eyes test you, right? He looks good. But if you really look down at the numbers, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Dak Prescott, they're about the same over the course of the last few years since like Dak's entered the league. Their numbers are almost identical. And that's something to really look at. How are their numbers 
almost identical in like every statistical, like big time category, like the main ones, completion percentage, touchdowns, passing yards. They're hovering around the same. So who's going to be the better quarterback going into this year? I think it's going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think that's a better overall team. And having him there is going to be better. Ryan, I'm picking Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Washington football team to come out of the NFC East again. That's my prediction. That's my bold prediction. This big signing of that Dak Prescott, where he's going to make $75 million this year, and year one of that contract, he's, he got his Pat Mahomes money. Yes, that Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, you are going to pay the man. He better win the damn division. Put it that way. If the Cowboys don't win the division, they must as well get off of this America's team crap. They will no longer be America's team. They take the star off the helmet until you win. That's what should happen to the Dallas Cowboys. If they don't win the division this year, that's what should happen. But I'm going with my Bold prediction. Everything looks great for Dallas. Dak coming back, doing his thing. Everybody's going to be healthy. Year two with Mike McCarthy and whatnot. I don't care. I don't trust them because they're an accident waiting to happen like they are every year. Like they have been for 25 years. (laughs) I'm going with the Washington football team and Ryan Fitzpatrick to come out of the MCs and win a playoff game. I'm predicting them to even win a playoff game with that roster. Because that's how much I believe in Ron Rivera and that regime taking over. Even if if Ryan Fitzpatrick, I like Terry Heineke too. He got the start in the playoff game versus the Bucs this past year. But he's decent too. He's not as bad as people think. People are like, who is this guy? He's not as bad as you think. But if you either one you start, this is going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick, I really hope. If it is Ryan Fitzpatrick... Damn right, I'm picking the Washington football team to come out of the NFC East, win a playoff game, and just shatter every Dallas Cowboys fan's hopes. All of it. Take the star off the helmet. Chase Young's going to come off that line and just rip it right off of Dak Prescott's head come near the last game of the season, and they're going to secure the division and send every Dallas Cowboy fan crying and Jerry Jones crying and all of them. Just gonna be crying. America's football team. Oh man, don't at me. <laughs> don't at me. Do it if you want to. Who cares? Anyways, that's gonna do it for today's episode of Sports Talk from the Crib with your favorite sports host, Tanner Christian. Man, thank you all for joining me. Be sure to check out the website at feelyheatentertainment.com. That's feelyheatent.com. For your latest updates, check out the sports news. Sport articles, the merchandise store, everything that's going on. And check out the social media networks at Feel the Heat ENT on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. We'll be there for you. Thanks again for joining me. Remember, it's Monday and Wednesday. You can stream it right there on the website and also on your favorite streaming platform. So catch the podcast, subscribe, stay tuned. A lot of good things coming. I'll catch you all next time. Peace out.